This one? Yeah, I love the weekend review show. I get to hang out with my boy TDC. <laughs> Susan in the house. Always need a, a strong affiliate on here. Uh, I went to Cross Livermore for the first time last week, last Saturday. Uh, congratulations, Susan. I can't stop thinking about how fucking nice your gym is. It is so nice. Tall ceilings, extraordinarily clean, crazy, uh, a pleasant uh, crew of hundreds of people at your 10-year uh, anniversary. All so cool. And, and I was watching the interaction between all the families. And, dude, you killed it. Congratulations, dude. You really wow. built something great there. Thank you. That's awesome. I'm 10th, dude. Thank you. Thank you. I went to either Grundler's. You did. 10th or 15th? 10th. I went with Greg. Yeah, you went there with Greg. And then right after that, you got on the road. So it was the sickest. Dude, it was so cool because we had Greg give a 3-2-1 go to do Fran as our first workout yeah. of 24 hours of workouts that we did for the 10th That's anniversary. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was, it was really cool. It was really cool. And then after you guys, you guys hopped in the, in the, in the, uh, I think you rode in the Escalade, I think after that, actually, wasn't it? You took off in the Escalade. We drove, we, we, <laughs> we went out to Goodyear, out to, uh, out to CrossFit Fury for their tenure. Who's that? Who's CrossFit Fury? Uh, it was, it's not anymore. He sold it. It was, um, um, oh shit. Uh, yeah. Subri. No, 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 no. That's two oh nine. Fuck, dude. Like 2009, 2010 games. I'm going to feel stupid for not remembering, too. I'm going to feel stupid for not remembering. <laughs> we did go to Subri's 10-year. Speaking of a big gym. Yeah, that's <sighs> huge. That, that's got to be the biggest gym, right? I would dude, think it's giant. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they have an indoor 200-meter track. It's 50,000 square feet, I think. I'm not yeah, it's massive. It's massive. And by the way, when, when I say that, I mean, it's you walk into a room and there's the gym and it's one room and it's 50,000 square feet. <laughs> gym. I don't mean it's 15 different rooms. Like someone's like, after I have 8,500 square feet and you go to their fucking gym, it's a puzzle. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Listen, motherfucker. It's a puzzle. It's a labyrinth. You know, like, like I lived in an 800 square foot house that was three bedroom once. Like, come like, come on. <laughs> Like Dude, it was run. it was they massive. They they did the NCC in there one year. Yeah, I'm trying to bring some inside oh. there. Like they had a race inside. Like a, they What's had the an indoor NCC? track. Everything. The Nor the uh, NorCal Classic. Oh, oh wow. Is that yeah. it? Yeah. None of these pictures like do it justice though. Yeah, yeah. His gym is so big. Okay, here I'm seriously gonna say this. His gym is so big you can't see across to the other side. Like you can't ID people. No, you cannot. Yep. That's right. how big it is. That's yeah. true, right? Oh, wait, we lost. Where did uh, we fucking lost? Oh, Bill. <laughs> did we, Bill, we may have booted you. I didn't boot him. Did I boot him? On accident? I, I could have booted him. Oh, shit. Yeah, look, like if you guys look at this photo. Bye-bye. Did we, hey, did we boot you, Bill? No, no, no. I was I was trying to find uh, CrossFit Fury, and then I... Oh, Peter Edged. Fuck. Peter Edged. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. We're going to burn in hell. Oh, my God. So bad. Uh -huh. I know. Look at... Yeah, it was right after that. It was cool. Good guess, Mr. Howell. Um, uh, Bill Grunler, uh, you know, played some part in introducing me to CrossFit. Um, I always tell the story that it was some other guy who introduced me to CrossFit, but the truth is, is that actually, I, now that I think about it, I've never thought about this until just now, November 21st, 
2.14 p.m. 2023. Uh, Bill actually introduced me to it, but I didn't I didn't listen. I was probably drunk. <laughs> <laughs> way, way, way back. Is that when you came back from doing the uh, the uh, arm wrestling movie? Probably, yeah, it's pro that's when I, yeah, that's when. I mean, I, I met you that night. Wait, which I met you the same night that I met my youngest daughter's mom. Oh, that same night. What year do you think that was? You think that was 2004? Five? Uh, Three? Two? Ooh, that was probably 2000... 2005, Five. somewhere around there. 2004, 2005. Yeah, crazy. I was a senior in high school. Dang. <laughs> I woke up at me and me and Chad, because that's, that's, that's why you showed up there, because of Chad Winnerstrom. Uh, Captain Chad, as he is now. Um, we ended up, we had that party. It was for my birthday. Had a bunch of the firefighters, a bunch of people there. We ended up going to the little uh, little local dive bar, the uh, Shell Beach, little drinkery. And we ended up passing out, me and Chad passed out in your little motorhome, your little Winnebago with your two Great Danes in there. <laughs> woke up to your Danes licking me in the face in the morning. Three, three, great, hung three, over. three, three. Was it three of them? I think so. I had three. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Dude, can you imagine how good it must have smelled there? Me, Grundler, another grown ass man, and three dogs in a motorhome on the side of the highway. Dude. <laughs> or a frontage road. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Every week we are. Um, Granted the privilege and honor to get direct correspondence from one of the longest practitioners of CrossFit still working at CrossFit HQ. Uh, probably it's fair to say the second longest practitioner who's worked there. Definitely the second longest per working person there, I think, after Nicole Carroll. Uh, he has done so much not only for this country, but for the sport, for the training methodology. Um, even, uh, I don't know, if, just to throw a, a little bit of trivia in there, even when he got fired, when people would ask him what he misses, he wouldn't even mention the games. He'd mention the training team. And you can see that in interviews. And, and although, although he, he, he truly loves uh, the game and uh, just a great dude. Um, and he does this thing every week. It's called the week in review. And it's uh, the Dave Castro speaking. Um, I, uh, it's not even the, I don't, I don't even know if it's like the official word of CrossFit or what it is. We don't even know what it is, but it's just gangster shit. It's kind of one of the things that still makes me feel like this thing is mom and pop and still OG and like gritty, right? Like mm -hmm. it's the hard shit. Like it's how, but you know, it's how he says it though. It's how he says what he said. He's it's Dave talking. Mm. It's not, it's not an AI. It's not a, you know, a, a, a glossed up, shined up, you know, corporate guy. It's yeah. Polished piece from a third party. <laughs> right. it's, it's not corporate talk. Mm -mm. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it's it, no, he's taught. I mean, he's talking his version, uh, his view from the corporation of, but like it's not a, uh, it's just Dave. I mean, it, it's just, it's very, it's very, uh, matter of fact. Here, let, let me, let me tell you what, 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 what it sounds like when the people sound like who Dave probably works with. This is what I'm guessing. It's Listen like everyone's a robot. Everything they say, like, it was always like, let's get the ball rolling. Keep the ball rolling. We don't work at a bowling out. Like, that's the only person. <laughs> get ready. Here we go. Say, Watch this. ball rolling. Dude, it was, it was, it, it was, it was tiresome. Like, yeah. I, 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 Everyone listen who works in corporate America, this guy's about to hit it out of the park. These are the people 
this is what it's like working at most places. And Dave does not talk like this. I think I got a text message. I think I got a text message saved from my boss. Dude, actual text message from a former boss uh, who shall be unnamed. Terrible human being. Uh, hey, team. Let's touch base on the deliverables for the upcoming project. We need to prioritize the low-hanging fruit first. Then let's take a deep dive to create innovative solutions. We need to make sure we leverage our core competencies and synergize with other departments. We need to be proactive, not reactive, but proactive when it comes to thinking outside the box to drive home our key results. Remember, we are aiming for maximum ROI and seamless integration. Let's go ahead and circle back next week to ensure we're – I'm not joking – the three months before they fired me, it shifted from Greg Glassman to this. <laughs> and I actually watched some of my 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 peers adapt. I was like, wow, <laughs> you're adapting to this. It was crazy. But that's the way they talk. And, and Dave doesn't talk. Wouldn't you say that's fair? Do you know I, any people like this, Bill? Do I know people that like that talk like that? Yeah, that, totally. That language that nothing it's just nothing talk. Right. Like, those hey, are those are the those are the meetings to have meetings about having meetings to have meetings meetings. And I, and I dude, I'm not good at those. <laughs> not good I, at those. I used to think you had to talk that way to be taken seriously in business. Me too. That's what I, I actually thought that for a minute too. When 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 Greg sold the company and the people came in, I'm like, wow, I don't understand what they're saying. And I'm then I'm like, oh shit, these motherfuckers are saying nothing. Most of them are. Yep. Yeah. Where where's the beehive? I want to get some honey. Well, let's talk about the deliverables. And before I give you the idea, it's like Jesus Let's find the workflow in the system here, Savon. Are you properly following it? <sighs> that sounded like that literally was like if you were to use Chat GBT and you were to write, okay, I need an intro email or message to my team to discuss how we're going to bring up topics about whatever. And that's probably what it would kick out. Kenneth, AI wrote that. Heck yeah, I, exactly. It's exactly what it sounds like. Some people yeah. eat that shit up. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. Who? Oh, did you see my my text to you and uh, uh, Wiki? Oh, yes. Like, yes, I did see that. And I will um, adjust his uh, Wednesday. I'll probably keep it on the Wednesday. Just move it out a week. Yeah, fuck. I feel so bad. I don't know if I feel bad that I, I moved the schedule with him. We had a we had a podcast with Wiki tomorrow. I forgot it's my son's birthday tonight and tomorrow night because I got twins. Oh, way to go, dude! Yeah, good job, Dad. All that, all that three three sons playing crap, and you forget the birthday. But you got them <laughs> doing like you know shoulder press on a wobble board. That's good. <laughs> um, sick, by the way. I like that. Um, okay, so as Bill was saying, it's Dave talk. It's not, and I'm saying it's not that talk. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Do you, do you think? Do you That's think the that uh... Bill and I have ever been quiet with both of us in the same room? I'm like, there's no way <laughs> I'm talking first. Vicky, <laughs> like, I'm so sorry, Vicky, 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 Vicky. So sorry, such a douche. Sorry, I'm such a douche. Go ahead, Bill. Um, I I was just gonna say it's. For anyone that's been around a while, it's like that's kind of that comforting feel. That's why I like listening to shows with Glassman. It's the same thing. Like Greg could be talking about nothing. I just like the way he sounds when he's talking. Mm. So it's good. With Dave, it's very matter of fact. And and one of the things that, you know, a lot of people were always they would talk if they were talking bad about Dave, there's like he's a douchebag, he's an asshole, he's a this, he's a that. And it's like, no, he's just like matter of fact. Here's what it is, here's what we're doing. 
here's what's happening. Done. Not, well, I'm trying to make everybody feel better. Or is it, is everyone going to be okay with, or I think we're going to try. It's like, no, this is what we're doing because we have to go this way. And, you know, with his positions um, in the military, like that's, you had to be that way. And he didn't accept a lot of, you know, uh, questioning about it because in his world there weren't that you didn't have the you didn't have that that wasn't an option i'm gonna be the leader i'm gonna lead you down the course oh, yeah, you and you're gonna talk. go you're gonna... you can't talk like that if you're fucking planning on... by the way i just lowered everyone's volume by the way so you guys can hear dave better i just lowered bill susan myself you you can't talk like that if you're fucking giving coordinates on how to fucking where someone is a target to kill there's no information in there. None. And, right. and and none of those people, all these people are carrying guns, driving planes, uh, flying helicopters, fucking packing parachutes. Like, they actually can do shit. The people who talk like that, they're incapable of anything. They can't even fucking blow their pants to pull their dick out. They are completely incapable of doing shit. They are. They're incapable. They're, they're not even, they're, they're not human. They're not men. They're, what's, what's the, what's the, uh, NPC, not non-playable non, non, non-player bot. character. Damn bot. <laughs> yeah. Is it this guy? I, I used that the other day, and um, what's his name? Laugh, laugh, laughed at me. Uh, Brandstetter. He's like, "Fuck, you're a <laughs> Gen Z, you're a Gen Z douche." Okay, here we go. At 1.25 speed, the Dave Castro week in review. Thank you, Dave. He's muted. Oh. As always, we're going to start off with comments. Do you want to blow take up? it from there? It's great. At Mike41. Hi, Dave. As an affiliate owner since 2008, I'm concerned about franchise talk going around. Hiller, any truth or insight on this? Thanks for all you do. And then Hiller. Who said that? Hiller said that? Dude, yeah, he had, a, he had a whole video on it. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. But that wasn't Hiller who wrote it in. No, the guy was like pointing. A lot of franchise talk. Okay. Hiller's talking Caught about by it. Word. Okay. <laughs> it's all about control. Look for that. A, Hiller's wrong. It's this is not about control. Uh, the last thing we want to do is control um, any of or all of the affiliates. Do we want to have a business relationship with them that sets us all up for success? Absolutely. Do we want to control the affiliates? Not at all. Back to Mike Mike Forty One's question. Um, concerned about all this franchise talk going around, and then in parentheses you put Hiller. Any truth or insight on this? There is zero discussion or zero talk about of using a franchise model or, or turning affiliates into franchisees that would entirely modify the um, model and it would entirely upend our um, amazing community and affiliate owners who have fostered this community over the years. So there are no near-term or long-term plans with this current leadership to do anything around affiliation. The reason I say near-term and, and then I add the long-term is because, you know, in, in several years, all of this could be somewhere else. In a decade, it's going to be somewhere else. And maybe someone else down the road has plans or not now, but someone else down the road uh, turns it into, wants to turn it into a franchise. But now, next several years, uh, none of our team is talking about franchise, using franchise. Okay, couple couple quick things uh, I want to say. He says no one on our team is talking about that. Clearly, the people on the team are talking about it because even just how they uh, – I forget exactly what it was, but when they when Dakun sent that thing out to the um, the affiliates or that letter went out, it talked about what he was going to help the affiliates do, and it sounded like a franchise. It was like to make – he's going to make sure that things are kept up to standards. It was words that we don't use. It was like, whoa, shit, that's like st stuff you would say to a franchise. We're going to make sure that you're kept up to your standards or your quality. It was weird. The second thing is, <clears throat> I love hearing Dave say this. I believe Dave, and I fucking love it, and it's great. Good job. I think he believes it. I trust him. Third thing, 
If I'm going to sell you a horse and I have a ranch and I tell you, hey, that horse is you come to buy the horse and you're like, how much for the horse? I'm like, it's ten dollars. And they said, why is it so cheap? I said, because it's a wild stallion and it's out there somewhere on my 50,000 acres. You're like, OK, ten dollars. Good deal. But if I can bring that horse within five acres, I can now charge you 50 bucks. If I can now get even more control over that horse and I can show you that it's in this stable and you can get on it. Now I can charge you $2,000. If I can show you that a kid can ride it as a professional riding horse, now I got a horse that's $20,000. Do I think that the people who own HQ want to have more control over the horse so that they can increase its value? They'd be stupid not to. And like Greg says, I think they have a fiduciary duty. So a, a, a lot lot of I, – I, but, I, but I'm glad Dave's saying that. Any thoughts, uh, Mr. Grunler, on what he just said? Um, I think CrossFit has been in a weird place in general with all the switching that's had. But one of the, and Susie, you probably heard a lot of this stuff too, is you have, you have affiliate owners on both sides of the fence. One of what is HU going to do for me? Like, why am I paying this affiliate fee? What are they doing for me? They're not doing anything for me. I should be able to have this and they should be doing these things and those things and that thing and this thing and those things. And then the other side of the fence is the original setup that like Greg wanted, which is, Okay, you're licensing the name. Go make great things happen. Go make, you know, go do good CrossFit and make people's lives better. And where we, that's kind of where I, I sit on that side is I don't want anyone telling me anything to do. I, I don't necessarily want to pay a lot of extra money for nothing. You know, I don't want to do that either. Um, but that's where it's, that's where it gets really weird. It's like, okay, so then where where do you where do you put that mark then? If you're not, it's I don't think it has to be either licensing the name affiliate and then full-blown mcdonald's franchise where everything's the same color you wear the same shirts you have the same menu you coach the same way same hourly classes whatever i think that there are some things that maybe they could do to assist cool um but i think that's where it gets really weird and because no one is saying exactly what it looks like everyone's filling in the gaps and that's that's survey one of the people. problems the survey yeah. people yeah well i mean it totally i mean if on the survey it says franchise franchisee <laughs> affiliate or or franchisor and the affiliate or whatever the names are okay well you're only giving us two options so what else would it be either either we are what we are now which are affiliates or it's something else which is franchise and everyone knows franchise is this so it's, if that's not the case and Dave, I mean, I think Dave even says it in there that he's like, maybe we should have vetted the words on there a little bit better. Well, yeah. Or just have you guys write it and send it to us. So I know it's coming from you instead of Mustafa or whatever the guy's name was. You're so. not stupid if you think, uh oh, they're thinking about doing a franchise is our point. You're, it's not like you're, oh, my it's God, you're way out there. Right. No, I mean, it says. If it says. Yeah. Yeah. Then if the word is on there. <laughs> Right. Why would I not think that that's a possibility? And new owners and private equity and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's Susa, I get it. I get it's it. It's not a big leap. I was going to say, um, I, I agree with Olivia here. That horse analogy was fantastic. That was really good. And I think the um, the difference that we're all thinking about here is like whenever a license model inserts any control, any level of control, hey, we saw that you didn't have the proper safety thing out when people ran, right? Even something as small as that changes that model legally it's now would be documented as a franchise as opposed to a license model so i think in terms when we think franchise we think you know they're going to immediately come in and say hey your front desk has to be here you have to wear this polo that says this and have to operate by a certain way and it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to immediately go to mcdonald's it could just say that they're going to start to implement some sort of uh operational standard 
And the reason why I use that word operational standard is because that was the word that was directly in uh, DeCoons' LinkedIn bio as to what his job and position was at CrossFit. So again, we're not used to hearing. We're not used to hearing that at all. So I'm just kind of connecting the dots between what is being put out right now. And uh, if it wasn't for Dave, I believe he's the last line of defense against the the media space, um, CrossFit in the community. Because without Dave's week in reviews right now, CrossFit would have no means to answer these questions or defend themselves as a company. Um, so I just wanted to point that out. But the big question begs is um, using Sevon's analogy is, okay, so when do they start training the horse? And how do they start training the horse? You got to bring him to bring him up against HQ first, right? They got to bring him home. They got to get him out of the field. At some point, they have to do something. And if and if that's not it, I would rather see. Well, I'd rather see us be a uh, reactive here rather than or proactive rather than reactive with our messaging to increase our ROI. I would think that if CrossFit um had has to stop saying we're not doing, we're not doing, we're not doing, and just lay out the fucking plan already. Uh, let's keep going. We got a lot of show to watch. I do want to say this one thing. If you want to go with the horse analogy, the big call to dinner for all the horses out there, the stallions on the 50 acres to always come back to HQ is the open, uh, which is interesting. It's it's nothing else. It's just the open. Now, this is coming from that survey that went out that we use a third party. We didn't we didn't uh, write the survey or send a survey out a third party who was doing work with us to kind of um, collect information to advise us on business strategies in relation to a, a little disingenuous there, Dave, I, I know you're talking fast and I know that it's just off the cuff, but you're saying you didn't send it out when you, when you hire someone to send it out, you, you, you did send it out, but we'll, we'll let that slide. We know we get um, it. the affiliate model and affiliate relationship with us. Um, they sent that survey out and yes, they used word, the uh, franchise word. And so um, maybe you can make an argument. We should have, vetted that or probably take that taking that word out or not um not allow them to send it with that language but again third party they did it the way they needed to to collect the information they wanted and um another thing we've never been used to greg would have never let a third party ever spam the affiliates ever it went out like that but again i will say this hiller's wrong this talk of franchise good. is wrong good there is no intent to do anything with affiliates, you, uh, transitioning them to or making them into a franchisee of us. Um, Anyone? You want to go first, Bill? Or should I? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll go. Okay. Obviously, obviously, we know that there is they're looking at some sort of a, a price increase, and there's ha I think they're they're circling around ways of how they can make that justifiable. justifiable. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where everyone's getting lost because there's this wishy-washy of all these questions. It, I mean, it makes everybody uneasy, obviously, because everyone's going to think the worst. And then, you know, then, then you, then you, everyone is then backed up against the wall about like, okay, well then where are the loyalties now? What, what are we trying to do? Are we in this group together or am I going to have to fend for myself? Um, I mean, I think, and that's something that we've always had. We've always, as affiliate owners, we always have dealt with that. You know, is it when things get really gnarly, is it CrossFit at CrossFit Livermore or CrossFit Inferno? Or is it Matt's, you know, Sousa's CrossFit at CrossFit Livermore and my CrossFit here at CrossFit Inferno when we're doing that? 
you know, and do we kind of, you know, double down on our, on the way we do it on our stuff because of, there's all this other noise that's going on in the background. Uh, but I think because of all the questions of all that, it's just swirling. And because it swirls so much that this, the swirl is the same thing as that one dude's text message that he got. All the words are there, but nothing is being said. And it, uh, it forces us to fill in the blanks. And whenever that happens, that's when things get bad. Uh, Mr. Souza. Yeah, I uh, well, I appreciate Dave doing these. Last time, somebody left a comment and said, uh, Dave and Souza just agree with Dave, <laughs> which I thought was kind of <laughs> funny. And on these ones here, I'm not going to as much. Um, that's scary. They sent out something that they didn't vet. And if they did vet it, how out of touch with the community do you have to be to realize that this is going to raise a lot of red flags, especially with your seasoned affiliate owners? And we're going to create a stink out of it. So that just kind of scares me. It's like, who vetted it? Why didn't it get vetted? How would you just allow this to spam the the affiliates without knowing what that would do with the community? Just seems a little out of touch. And one last thing I'll pre I'll say is as far as Dave doing this, and I appreciate it, um, is because he's walking a fine line. You know, we don't really know, and it may this isn't the place for, but we don't really know his personal opinions on these. He has to kind of defend the company in a sense. That's his job. That's his the who he's hired there, and he's obviously trying to make things right there as much as he can within his control. Um, but he's also trying to manage these questions that are coming in, and that's a really tough position. And I hope it doesn't uh, it doesn't in turn you know damage any of his straightforwardness in terms of the reputation. I think that's um, one of the things he's always been good at, though, is walking that line. And he, I mean, the he dude's been, been dumped on before, and never once, at least publicly, has he ever said, fuck that place. No, no. And he doesn't even say when he got fired, he, Even when he got fired, he hung in there. And what yeah. did he do? Yeah, he just went into it. He started posting all the shooting stuff. He's like, ah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you would have never thought that anything was wrong. Right? Yeah, and I, I just I, – I appreciate that, but I just hope it doesn't – backfire in terms of public relations between the community and Dave and the community and CrossFit. Uh, Cave Dastro, uh, Sevi, I got my Slack block yesterday. Excellent piece of equipment. Awesome. That's good to hear, dude. I still got to send out all those free ones that are sitting on my kitchen table. Thanks, dude, for the feedback. Yeah, I like it too. I spent a lot of time on it. Um, okay. Um, uh, Mike Albin says he later goes on to say uh, he wouldn't work at CrossFit if they did this model. Well, here we go. Here we go. Oh shit! Plastic Topa Chico, never forgive you for that. So, and there's been other discussions on that lately. Um, in the at the Dallas Fort Worth affiliate gathering, um, they talked about that and some. Um, so, I just want to help you guys understand that that's not the case. Okay, let's move on to the next one. At Matt uh, Burns, seven we don't understand, but we believe you. We we still don't understand. We don't understand anything, but we believe you. Like the like the way the 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 minions would believe their king. Don't worry, we, uh, we're building a wall around the castle to keep the dragon out. Okay, we believe Dave, right? But but no one understands. If it was if it was anybody else saying it, we would yeah. imagine. I mean, Fuck. it would just be a, it would yeah, be a yeah, shit we would show. Like I mean, that's the thing. Like when Dave talks, it's like I mean, here we are. It's like, okay, man, I don't know what the heck's going on right now. Yeah. But uh, all right, Cap, I, you got. Tell me where to go. We'll go. He's telling us you didn't see the boogeyman. We're like, all right. <laughs> you didn't. Hope okay. you're not lying to me. <laughs> and that's why I was going to another comment of writing that line and hope it doesn't do anything to the reputation there. Yeah. Hey, Dave, thanks for doing these. What do you think will come first? Sevy's behind the scenes or the next Ice Age? Definitely the next Ice Age. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> uh, that's not true. 
They always come out somewhere between January and the Open. Oh, shit. At Sergio Briseno 95, are you programming semifinal workouts for 2024 or as a group of people? And you guys discussed it. Boz leads that effort. He and he will do it with his team. I will look at them. I will get feedback. Um, ultimately, though, Boz is programming the semifinal. Boz and team, his team, are uh, programming the semifinal workouts. Adrian Bosman is programming the semifinal workouts. Uh, has anyone ever programmed semifinal workouts or the regional workouts or, you know, that section of the year? Has he ever said that before? I know that I think he said Pat Sherwood at one point was programming the old, the masters, but has, have we ever known Dave to say that, to say someone else is programming the semifinals or the regionals? Yeah, well, last year. Well, besides, I'm sorry. Besides that, besides when he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. No, no. And, and what about this continuity that's needed between the open, the quarterfinals, the regionals, and the games, or sorry, the court, the the open, the quarterfinals, the semifinals, and the games. What about this continuity that's needed? Didn't wasn't he? Didn't the question say, "Would you be programming the semis like specifically?" Yeah, and he said, "No, Adrian is." Okay, so maybe he was just answering that. So it's not like who's going to be programming the different stages of. So you think Adrian's going to program at all? The open, the quarterfinals, the semifinals, and the games? Dude, the way it has to be is that the team has to go all the way through. If you split it up, then you get the, the chunky brokenness that's that's been going on the last handful of times. So I, I'm hoping well, that's that it's Boz and team with him. That's the yeah. way they do .com now, and that's what I brought up on the Get With The Programming. Uh, I was there. I was yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> you almost had my back. <laughs> At Demothesis. I'm a huge Dave Castro fan, but your answer to unknown and unknowable is completely divorced from the original meaning of that phrase. The original intent was to prepare you for the unknown and unknowable, i.e. pursuing a criminal on foot, running into a burning building, lifting a car off of a train track, etc. It has become a gimmick, gimmick, a shtick, a crutch. There is no reasons why the game has to operate, the games has to operate the way it does. Do we really need to redefine burpee and handstand push-ups with no definitions every year? Why can't we define the sport with some consistency and allow for some elements without completely redoing every year? You totally miss you're totally missing the point here. You kind of were right on the right yeah yeah that guy was on the right track and he fucked right. up he bent dave over and then let dave back up a hundred percent yep he got greedy he wanted to fuck dave up. he was like not happy enough just punching dave that dude got greedy track mm-hmm. and then you took it um to thinking that the unknown and unknowable is only about new objects that is not what the unknown and unknowable is about the unknown and unknowable is about the um being having a task that you did not specifically train for or prepare for coming up that with your training of constantly varied function movements executed at high intensity, you will be able to excel. Why I say that is we are not trying to every year redefine burpees and handstand pushups with no definition. For the most part, they have been the, the standards for those movements have been pretty consistent across the years. Uh, recently, there's been some tweaks, but that's not like every year we're trying to change the standards on how to do those movements. Every year, we're not even trying to introduce new things. If you look at the programming, the, some of the programming over a season, or I'm sorry, even over the games event, often there are a handful of things introduced. It's not like 100% or 80% of what you see at the games is new. And that's one of the things I really strive for when I was programming and now that I'm overseeing it again is essentially that it's not just trying or forcing new things for the sake of new things. There's a lot of core movements, movements that move large loads, long distances and quickly that we anchor off of and use for the test. And so we don't, it's not just about introducing new things for this aspect of the unknown and unknowable. And the unknown and unknowable aspect is more along the lines of not knowing in a year 
you're out. You're going to do Fran, Cindy, Murph, um, the CrossFit Total. Because if you knew the games were going to be Fran, Cindy, Murph, the CrossFit Total, you could literally start just spe specializing for those events. So the unknown and unknowable is more about within the realm of constantly varied functional movements executed at high intensity with movements that moves large loads, long distances, and quickly. That's kind of what we're constrained to throw at you in the unknown and unknowable. That ultimately is core CrossFit, and that is what we're testing at the CrossFit Games. So why can't we? Damn. <laughs> and yes. <laughs> right. I agree. Yes. <laughs> we define the sport with some consistency and allow for some new elements without completely doing it with every year. We are. That's what we're doing. Why can't we read the great statement? Why can't we define the sport with some consistency and allow for some new elements without completely redoing it every year? We're basically saying the same thing when we get to that statement. The consistency is constantly varied functional movements executed at high intensity using move, movements that move large loads, long distances quickly. From there, we have a lot to work with. Feel good with that answer? I do. I do. <laughs> I do too, Dave. Oh, clip it. Hiller, you need that instead of uh, um, it doesn't matter. You need that line in there. Feel good about that answer? Good about that? I do. I do. I do. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I want to text Hiller. What's the time code on that? 740. Damn. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, and then he laughed. Chris Beasterfield, unfucking. Yeah, Dave did some unfucking. Yeah, uh, Mike Halpin, uh, Boz is programming all portions. Thank you, Mr. Halpin. Mm -hmm. At Beach House CrossFit, the recent franchise survey, we actually did not receive it. Objective, uh, third party collecting information for us, for our team to basically understand the, um, to guide us on, to inform us on future decisions or potential decisions around the affiliate model, not related to franchising, to becoming a franchisor or a franchisee relationship. I think I covered that in the beginning uh, a lot. So kind of listen to the beginning if you want more on that one. At OSINT7. You know, the answer, I, I wish he didn't say that like we sent this thing out or we hired this company to send this out and then we may or may not use the information that we get from it. Because all you did is usually you, like the pot was really stirred and you freaked everybody out about what's happening. And they're like, eh, we're not going to use it. It's like, it's like no, you've you got to be using it for something. You're not going to not use it. You paid for it. And you kicked out $60 for every single survey that you kicked out? Come on. That's a lot of money just tossed out and not use. Mm -hmm. One year we made these three affiliate commercials. Or four, I can't remember. I can't believe I'm telling this story. <laughs> we sent out a survey to the affiliates, me and Leaf did, saying, which commercial do you like the best? Gif goes, Greg finds out about it and goes, what the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> Starts screaming at us. I go, hey, dude, we're using all four of them. It doesn't matter what they say. <laughs> We give them a sneak peek. We're just building. It's just propaganda. It's just hype. We're just letting them see them and get excited about them. Oh, that's funny. It's I not. Any, I don't think anybody here got got hyped or excited about it. He didn't. He didn't. He did not like that. Nine. They were great commercials. Of course, you got hype. What are you talking about? No, I'm talking Seven about the survey. Oh, oh, yeah. I don't even know if affiliate responded to it. Like six affiliates probably responded to it. <laughs> Dave, bring back long socks, long shorts, Jim Boss timers, Johnny G jump ropes, 
Oh, gee, just don't bring back. Oh, that is a good question. Sorry. That is an interesting question. Halpin, that was sidestepped the question. Why didn't my affiliate get the survey? I am curious about that. Why did you, did either of you get the survey? Nope. I didn't get it. Hmm. It must have just been certain regions. Okay. Back your long hair suit combo. Got it. At 85 Transim. CrossFit will be Orange Theory before we know it. And then Jeff Howard, AFK, said, Orange Theory is ridiculous. Even a franchise version of CrossFit would be 100% better than Orange Theory. Of course, franchising would be a terrible idea. But to think we're going to turn into Orange Theory is absurd. Andrew Hiller, come on. That's what he said. I'm not saying that. CrossFit would have to ditch the methodology to truly become part of what is the current wasteland of junk fitness gyms. I'm not ditching the methodology, and I don't see HQ doing that anytime soon. When that happens, we are in trouble for sure. Until then, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, I mean, couldn't have said it better. Hey, Jeff that's Howard. where all those people are wrong. Hmm. They're not going to make a move that they don't think they can make money on. So yeah. don't don't get fucking confused, people. There's fucking 29 Soul Cycle fucking locations, and they're valued at multi-billions of dollars. If they can get control of fucking 1,000 of you, which they can, there's 1,000 targeted affiliates out there. Easy. And uh, they'll get control of you and get the valuation at $5 billion. What do they give a fuck? Don't think like it can't happen. Like, like just because 13,000 of you or 12,000 of you are going to give the middle finger. It's not like that. Any thoughts on that, guys? They peel off 1,000 and they keep them as franchises. Fucking they're good to go, boss. Yeah, I just think it's, it's hard to tell because there's two p big pieces of information that are missing as far as, like, what's the burn rate of the company? Like, how much money are they spending? How much money do they have to invest into different ideas or because anytime they, they do any one of these things, they're investing human resources and dollars into, into this, right? So like how much money do they have to burn on certain initiatives or to figure out what their plan is? How much money are they burning each month? How much money is coming in? Because if we knew those numbers or had some ballpark idea, we could give you a timeline of their runway, right? Like they have this much time to figure something out to implement it. They have this much time to add value to the, to the company. They have this, you know, um, but the, at the end of the day, I think we're all saying the same thing. It's like, we know it's going to happen. They're going to train the horse. So that way the kid could ride it and they could maximize the value using that analogy. The question just is how, and what's the timeline. And to your point, you're right. I don't know if they're going to do this, but you could essentially take some money. You could buy CrossFit gyms for pennies on the dollar you could take that owner and operator that was fueled by passion, has been working nonstop and hasn't made shit, and you could offer them $65,000 to $85,000 a year to do the same thing they're doing but with the support of HQ, and now they no longer own their gym. Support of HQ is, is uh, code for franchise. Is, is code for franchise. But you would get, you know, you could tap into resources. They would pay the expenses. They would pay you. You would just become a general manager of that store. And then to your point, Savon, you could get 1,000 of them. And we could say, hey, you could go to a CrossFit corporate store and receive this type of value and stuff. And then we model. Uh, thank you for that. It, that. Um, so, again, I, that's just speculation on what could be done. I'm not saying that that's the idea, but that's that's what that's an option. Could be an option. Uh, Sixty five thousand times. Um, uh, One thousand. If they bought a thousand affiliates at sixty five thousand dollars pop is sixty five million dollars. Uh huh. And. So now you have 1,000 locations worldwide. Right. That you could control, manipulate, do whatever, have the data. It's probably less money than they got from the NSCA case. Which would be crazy because what happens then legally with what I coach, <clears throat> what Matt coaches, 
versus what all these other CrossFit gyms coach. I think they would have probably in your lease somewhere they can terminate the relationship at any time or in your uh, LO. That's for sure built into the license model. But here's the deal. And even with this survey, with a little bit of information that we've got, they might be suggesting tiered options. Hey, you just want to use CrossFit name and do whatever you want. You're going to have, you know, minimal support from HQ. Here's a license model. It's this fee. If you want to come into it and and be part of a corporate store or something like that, it's this fee. It's going to be more because, you know, we're going to do a profit share or whatever. So there, there could be different options outside of the box, which we're thinking, which is binary A or B. There could be A, B, C, D, and a bunch of different options or tiers that you could associate with CrossFit. Dude, the hard thing that I could be so much difficulty trying to wrap my head around is I watch the blundering go on with programming, the blundering go on with broadcasting, the blundering go on with media, the blundering go on with how they bring new people in and who they kick out. And then all the things that you just talked about were very high end, like business, like mogul type stuff where you have to come in and like, like you're, you're a, you're a business machine and you come in and you're going to start wrecking shop. Well, it's going to be able to do that. Or are they just going to like, yeah, they're just not competent at what we know as business. They're totally are they good at the other stuff. Are they? Yeah, dude, I think they are. I think they murder. Murdering dude. Everything they've done has been a trip. I no mean, every person that they've hired. These type of murderers selling M and M's, I think, I really do. Yeah, if you give them a widget to sell and just put whatever product it is in front of them, they could run it through their systems and sell more of them. I'm not saying that they're good at it, but they can convert it. They they know how to get it up and running quick. Okay, but they've had especially and, and I'm, people's. I, I mean, I I believe me. I, I mean, I I see all the machines. I, I I get the stuff. I get it. How about this? But I'm waiting for them. I'm like, it just seems to me you have all. You look at the resumes of all the people of all the players. Yeah. It's like, why hasn't it already happened the way that they like, were they're afraid of losing half of us? Well, you just said they could like smash it by getting a thousand. I, I have a, I have a slight theory on that. His name's Andrew Hiller. In, oh. in, in us here. If we well, then were that here, that may be. Us, the three of us, especially Hiller and the tear that he's been on recently. If the, we didn't exist as the media group here. Nobody Who would, would voice issue with it? Nobody you think Talking yeah. Link Fitness is going to fucking say that there's a problem and, and speculate on any of this? You think what do you mean Talking Link Fitness? Is? Like, is that the Lone Ranger podcast? The, yeah, sorry. The, the Lone Ranger <laughs> podcast. Like, if you think any one of them is going to push back or speculate or or talk in the same manner that we do, or especially that Hillary does, like we're the thorn in the side. All of this would kind of just go and know it. Like we're the Joe Rogan and they're and they're just mainstream media, corporate mainstream media. Yeah, true, yeah. true. And and now, especially with Hiller, like he's he's rallied everybody. He's cultivated this this mob against him, right? So let me throw, let me throw this out there too. Every single gym is owned by someone who fucking like really wants it to succeed, and it's their fucking money they're playing with. Up until four years ago, the owner of the money, the owner of the money, the owner of the company was playing with his money too. That's a huge cultural shift. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. that's i've never heard anyone say that but but it, it's got there's I, I don't, i'm not sure what the implications are i haven't thought it out but there's got to be something massive there it's like the difference between like um uh well, well you see it you see it i see people every day walking down along the beachfront with dog poop and, and they'll walk around it instead of pick it up even though they have 25 dog bags hanging from their chest because it's not their sidewalk but they would never tolerate that poop on their sidewalk 
Damn, I'm like owner of this earth, dude. I pick up all that poop. You do. <laughs> I'm a fucking cow. Um, I, I think that the difference is, and Chase has brought this up a lot, you know, especially sitting where he's, he's sitting now, is it's hard to go back to when it was just Greg because it was just Greg. Right. He could make the decision. He the money decided he decided to go where the money went. It wasn't filtered off into, into all these other tendrils that just it went was out to his money. Other, it was him. Chartered the Southwest jet that took the athletes from fucking uh, uh from Los Angeles to the ranch. It was Greg's like right. like, like the same way you pull out five bucks to buy your kid a fucking soda, it's yep. that was Greg's money. Yeah. And mm -hmm. you know, and that that makes and I I mean and I and I understand that. I get it. Like uh, but that's the thing is like everyone now is playing and I will say that Hiller, I mean, I, I appreciate Dave saying that Hiller's wrong on a lot of these things because and I, I, I mean, I'll be straight honest, man. Like I, I sit right in the middle of that. I hear Hiller's stuff and I'm like, God, he's got some really very good points mm -hmm. to make that if you're an affiliate owner, you have to sit there and you, you got to go like, wow, let me look at those things. And then I see Dave too. And it's like, okay, of all the, of all the people, that that are within crossfit if dave is going to say something i'm going to be like okay all right even if, if even if i'm like uh, i don't think it sounds like a good idea there cap but okay yeah yeah so it, it makes it it makes it very tough makes it very tough mm -hmm. you know and i'm and i'm all like as far as what crossfit is the methodology and all that like i i told i told chase this on our show i'm like man i have been waving the flag since I picked it up, you know, whatever, 18 years ago of what it is and how it works and everything. I'm all in. But I have been tripped up and dropped that flag a shit ton of times. My knees are fucking scraped and I'm getting tired of having to get back off the ground every motherfucking time explaining this to everybody. So I like just that's what I want. I don't want a, the right color polo shirt to wear when I'm coaching. I want to not to be tripped up again and have to explain all over again what the fuck is going on. Fair. It's nice to know not everybody out there is um, that there's some people out there who see the bigger picture, like he's stating. And so um, we are not turning into Orange Theory. If we turn into Orange Theory, I will be doing these weekly reviews from a different perspective and from a different role at a different job. <laughs> so I have no doubt that. Um, we're not going to compromise the methodology or who we are. Um, there's people here that still care immensely about the methodology and not compromising where we came from and what we are. Now, does that mean we're not going to evolve? Or does that mean the business isn't going to change? Or does that mean we're not going to do things differently that are going to potentially make people uncomfortable, especially those of us who have been around for a long time? Absolutely. We're going to do things. We're going to evolve. We're going to do things differently. We are going to do things that make longtime prospectors uncomfortable. We're going to do things that make me uncomfortable. But that doesn't mean it's bad. It doesn't mean it's wrong. It, it, and it doesn't mean it can't be done in the right way without really um, without really taking into consideration our past and thinking about the future. All right, that's it for cough. That's it for. I just wish I knew what he was talking about. I just don't know what he was talking what he's talking about. For yeah, comments, uh, this weekend had a couple shooting comps. I did a twenty-two match here at the ranch, and it was pouring rain. We only had seven people show up, but it was a great time. Uh, really enjoyed it. It was, it's uh, fun doing stuff like that in the rain, although it sucks in the moment and then having to clear all your gear up afterwards, especially when you're shooting six, $7,000 guns that are getting soaked. Um, but it was a good time. Then the next weekend or the next day, then I went to Sacramento for a shooting comp, had fun, didn't do great there, but uh, it was a good comp. I saw a lot of guys I know and really enjoyed it. Last piece I want to talk about.
The guy, the guy's obsessed with uh, shooting. He really likes shooting. That's his sport. Topo Chica is um. There's a triple crown concept I've been talking about for several years, a few years now, and um, nothing formal. But we, you know, there's there's the games, and there's the Rogue Invitational, a recent event. You know, it's only been around for three or four years, maybe four or five. I'm not sure exactly. Then there's Wadapalooza, and there was Dubai Fitness Challenge. I don't know if they're still running, but those two, Dubai Fitness Challenge and Wadapalooza, have been around for a very long time. So a few years ago, I was playing around this concept of triple crown, points for all three. What happens if you were to collect points for those three events and then um, oh, basically have a champion out of it? So this year, at this point, unofficially, started playing around with, had our team, had Eubanks on the team, start crunching some numbers and playing around with what a triple crown at this stage would look like triple crown being the games, the invitational. And then the third event will be, um, Wadapalooza. I don't even know if all the, the invitational meaning rogue. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's that enter this triple crown format that I've kind of started playing with are going to end up doing Wadapalooza, but there's a good number at this point that have done both. And so what we've done is the top 20 from the games become buy-in into the triple crown. And they, as long as they do all three stages, are the, are the pool of athletes who get points for this. And for this initial go at it, this initial swing, this could be wrong. This could, uh, there could be better ways to do it. Someone out there will talk about how the way we structured it is wrong, but that's fine. Um, the way we're using it is the lowest points win, kind of like we do in the open. So playing that out, we have two of the three events. We have the games, which essentially becomes the feeder for the rest of it. To be in the Triple Crown points running, you have to have been in the top 20 of the game. So the top 20, those athletes enter the Triple Crown. So in this case, Tia, who did the Invitational, she's not going to be entered into this, into this Triple Crown this year, this, this game I'm playing, we're playing. But um, after two events, here's how it shakes out. So we have... A handful of women athletes, and I'll just, uh, we, it goes all the way down to 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 14 athletes on the women's leaderboard for the Triple Crown. Actually, I'll just go down it. So Neil is, uh, she has 38 points. Semenza has 32. Flores has 31. Freyova has 31 points. Rolf has 27. Powers has 23. Danielle Brandon has 16. Carrie has 14. Lowen has 11. Lowen has 11 at five, fifth place overall so far after two events. Kazan has 10. Megala is currently in third with eight total points. Remember, lowest points is, um, is the goal here. Emma Lawson has five points, and she's currently in second, five from a second at the games and a third at the Rogue Invitational. And then Laura Horvath is in first overall in this, this triple crown concept. She has two points. Obviously, she won the games, and she won Rogue. So if those athletes, if especially Horvath, Lawson, and Megala, Kazan, Lowen, Carrie Brandon, call it the top ten, do the um, Rogan, or I'm sorry, Wadapalooza, we'll have a cool little unofficial point series to point to, to talk about where, uh, where we'll have a triple crown champion. On the men's side, so we have Morad with 32, Olsen with 26, Koski with 26, BKG with 23, Dukic with 23, Hoste with 21, Crouch 17, then we work into the top five, Dallin Pepper's at 13, Fakowski's at fourth with eight points, Roman is in third with six points, and this is where it gets cool, Adler and Vellner are both tied with three points at this stage. Adler won the games. Vellner took second. Vellner won Rogue. Adler took second. Although in this case, the tiebreaker for this scenario, and I'm just making this up right now, but it's a good 
tiebreaker would be the guy who won the game. So if they both end up with three and three, Adler wins because he won the games, and that trumps um, that trumps the Rogue Invitational in this system that I'm I'm playing with. So I'm having fun playing through this. Uh, I hope these athletes who are on this list continue on and do the um, Wadapalooza, and then I'll be able to play with these numbers some more, and we'll be able to look at them and have fun with it. I know there's going to be a lot of people who criticize or come after this model, but whatever. It's just a uh, fun little fun little game playing with with some of these numbers. All right, that's it. Thanks for uh, tuning into the weekend review, and have a good Thanksgiving. See you next week. Oh, he saluted me. Wow, uh, <laughs> I like the idea. Um, should I start working on sponsors uh, to raise thirty thousand dollars to call it the Sevon Podcast CrossFit Games? Triple Crown, and raise like two or three sponsors to give ten thousand dollars each, and we just take that from them. That's so that. You, is that, that only for the winner? <laughs> sure. Do you, do, you <laughs> like, do you? I like the, the idea of the Triple Crown. It's fun. They've been talking about that for longer than three years, man. Here's They've the, been talking right. for a long time. Right. But here, here's the thing too. It's been going every year. Just no. This is just something you just. This is like. Um, just putting a lens on something that's been happening every year. We could go back the last 10 years and find out who's won the triple crown. Yeah. He's just talking about formalizing it and giving it an acknowledgement from Dave in the games. Well, he wanted to get we some numbers. Too. We could just so do he it. Wanted, he wanted to get some numbers. That's why he started with the games. But like, I don't think the yeah. triple crown should start with, you're only allowed to be in it for the top 20 in the games. I don't think it should be that at all. I think the triple crown should be a whole nother race. Then how would it work? How well? Let's get omit that part. But though, let's say would those be the three events you would choose? Waterpalooza, Rogue, and um. I, I think if you're gonna do, I mean, if you're gonna go something like a triple crown, then you're only gonna go the big three. Yeah, but I think a, like an off season event like that, you should have more points that are available. Like if you're doing something like the you know Grand Prix and that type of thing, there's more than just three races. Why not? You have to on, on all those. Why not first year, just keep it super simple. I, I, I'm just thinking of something that I you don't know if you'd have enough points. Activate on really easy. I don't know if you'd have enough points. It's like trying, oh, it's like oh, trying oh, to crown oh. a winner out of three events. Oh, meaning that you might only get three men and five women who actually do all three, and it's like that's kind of a dud. Wow, wow, wow. Mm -hmm. Well, or yeah, or you have you know if, if like let's say you have like how much movement is going to be between the top five. That are at the games. If you're looking at like Tia, Laura, um, Emma, uh, Daniel, Brandon in there. I mean, you know, to throw five in there. Like so how much moving around are they going to be? Make them, and you have to go to at least three. Yeah. Or you I mean, pick geez. your best. Your best. Three. I, I just. I think. It, I think you. The numbers. The numbers aren't moving around all that much. Is what I think. I don't think there's enough variance in the numbers. I mean, that's why you have like Pat and and uh, Jeff are tied, and then you have to give. Jeff, the winner, because he's got the game, so he's using that as a as a trump card, kind of. I mean, it's it's easy number, so I see how he's doing it. I'm I'm not saying that I have the best. I mean, like, you know, this this is like we're helping, and those guys and and Tyler and those guys all hop in and they come up with all the numbers of how many you actually need to get like a a fair a fair run. But I think it's fun. I think the idea of it's really really cool. Um, it definitely would keep people involved all the way through the season for sure. Um, but I I don't I don't think that you should take any hype away from the CrossFit Games. I think it needs to be its its own standalone. You got the Open, you got the Quarters, you got the Semis, you got the Games, because that's our sport right there. The Triple Crown is an offshoot of that. It's an outside competition, I would think, of that. That's just I, think, I think it's a great opportunity for the Heat 1 app. <clears throat> Absolutely. I think that there could be lots of games that are played within that, and then you do a Triple Crown winner, and 
you know, you could find other ways to accumulate the points so that way you just don't have three separate um, entities like the games, Invitational and uh, Wadapalooza, because it does, I mean, like you're not going to have a big enough play of field for it to shift around probably enough. Um, but I think that um, Tyler Watkins probably some up, come up with something relatively like cool to uh, work in there. And then I also think that if you do have a wide enough spread, like a big enough field just outside of those three events, but a way to kind of do the same thing with a big spread, that would be a cool opportunity for the uh, person who gets it right the year out. You could put a relatively big prize purse on that and tie the community into it a little bit more. So rather than pay the athletes for winning the triple crown, you actually pay the community that's invested uh, their time to track it and play along with the heat one app and give them the money instead well then the other thing if tyler was to do uh put his z score rather than just a mm. point score, mm. it would, then he could do that because then it's like okay now you're really looking at the numbers that are on there mm. i think that would be that would be a great place to put something like that yeah so i i think that would be i think something like that should probably live with something like this with with the heat one <laughs> <laughs> you better believe we are. <laughs> Why don't you and Watkins get a room? And then uh, another hot take here is that... helping are already in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other hot take is that I think uh, CrossFit should get completely out of the business of sport. You, oh, so, wow. Okay. I, I'm not doing that. Yeah. That, we open that camp. yeah, yeah. I do want to do that, but I, I don't want to work out. I got to take the kids to uh, somewhere at four o'clock. I do want to just say one more thing. Um, uh, Some of the stuff we talked about today. Um, regarding the triple crown is on um uh, mike Halbin's always so generous in the comments we were supposed to do the show yesterday at six o'clock and he was going to come on here i just want to tell you if you want to see more uh written down of what dave was saying you can come over here uh the instagram account is called known underscore knowable and uh and, and you can dig in here and mike's already put them on charts for you and it's good shit it's junk food uh for the game geeks um uh Grundler, uh, thank you for making it uh, such short notice. Uh, CrossFit Inferno, if anyone's ever in San Luis Obispo and you want to work out with the OGs in a fantastic gym. Uh, Matt Souza, executive producer of the Seven Podcast, owner of CrossFit Livermore, if anyone's ever out there. I don't know why you would be. And um, <laughs> love you guys. See you tomorrow morning with Greg Glassman. Bye-bye.